Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by three members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey guys. I have Rob. Good evening. And I have Scott. Hello. And we're not going to do news tonight because we don't have any news. <coughs> right? I'm sure there's news. But just nothing interesting. And we didn't do any research. <laughs> <laughs> That works too. But uh, what we are going to talk about tonight... I'm going to lie to our listeners. No, in fact. Uh, what we are going to talk about tonight, though, is uh, our um, our practical examinations that we do, uh, or it's our new, so yeah. that holds up the sheet, our so newly we... brought in practical examinations. Now, this is something that, uh, as a department, um, and as part of... You know what, Scott? You just... You go. You go. Go ahead. So we have the playbook, as we mentioned, which is follows the NFPA guidelines, um, but does not certify us in 1001. Makes us qualified. We're still qualified, but we're not certified in 1001. Um, so we follow the JPRs of the NFPA um, guidelines. Um, but one of the things I started noticing a couple of years ago was there's there doesn't seem to be any re-certification that you need once you get a certificate. And we kind of verified this when we went to that full-time department that we went to and visited the guys. And we mm-hmm. we asked him, and he's like, oh, well, we haven't done any live fire in, like, <clears throat> how many years? Uh, Three? Yeah, he hasn't done, he didn't do any live fire in three years, and that was when he was at the academy. That's terrifying. So he hasn't, he hadn't done any mm-hmm. upgrading of his skills or, or verification of his skills, it sounds like. I mean, that was just from a mild conversation. Maybe they do. I don't know. And maybe other departments do do something. Do something. But we didn't. And um, we wanted to, we as in the training section and the chief and stuff, we wanted to get, we wanted to have some marker of where people are. <clears throat> and so we did, we started a few years about, uh, two years ago, doing a written exam on, and it usually happens in January or, or early December when it's cold here and near the end of the year. And I have uh, I have two versions right now. I'm going to probably make a third this year. And we always, you know, I add different questions in and mix and match some. And it's basically 50 questions, I think. I can't remember how many in there. About 50. And it's just of all the different firefighting tactics and skills you should know just to be a basic firefighter. So that was a written exam. And then we just kind of did the practical um, skills throughout the year with check marks and you know, stuff like that. But then I started thinking, well, we should really have a practical exam. Because that's, you know, when you look at like police forces and those guys, they, they do, uh, they have to qualify on their pistol every year. Or they have to qualify on their, on their, on their firearm every year. And we didn't have to do that. <clears throat> we didn't have to qualify to be firefighters every year. So I brought it up in an officer meeting. They seemed to like it brought it up at a at a general meeting and the people that I thought might not love it they loved it like they're like oh that's a great idea we should have done that a long time ago I'm like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> 
So we developed this um, um, station, this uh, exam, this practical exam, and it's nine stations. And the goal that I was kind of setting forth when I was looking at it was needed to be done in one night of practice. Ish. But one night of practice would be ideal. So was it the basic, basic skills? And some of these things you're going to hear, because we're going to go over them quick, um, so you guys can, you know, we're not saying do exactly what we do, but maybe this is something you can bring to your department and um, and do it. But so, it, I mean, you might li listen to the knots we do, and you might go, why didn't you do, why didn't you add a clove hitch in? Um, we're going to talk about it, but one reason why the, the knots we're using is because the knots we have are all the life knots. Like the knots, if you don't tie them quickly and efficiently, someone might be at risk. Clove hitch, meh. Clove hitch is, you know, it's a good to know knot, but it's not going to be used for, I mean, I'm sure there's applications in rescue for it, but these are the ones we need to know to make our rigging yeah. for our things work. So. Matt is literally just turning <laughs> right now. He's turning off. Yeah. <laughs> He's rubbing his hands together. He's just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, the same thing is that, you know, a good pump operator is going to be like, that's all you guys do? Well, yeah, it's, it's basic. It's literally like uh -huh. elementary testing. <laughs> and it's just enough that we can look at our guys and go, okay, well, this person maybe needs a little bit of work on this. They need a little bit of work on that. And also, it's good for the training section because we can gauge where we're at with, uh, especially with some of the newer guys, um, where we might be missing uh -huh. some things. So we went over it as an officer and instructor group last week because we wanted to make sure it was doable in one night. And we wanted to make sure because... Um, it's because there's nine stations, it, that eats up a lot of uh, instructors. So we've I've pulled in all the officers, all the instructors, and that gives us exactly nine. And uh, so these guys did it with me, Ash and Rob, yep, and a bunch of other guys. So I don't know how to go. I thought it went really well. It was really cool to see. Did um, you pass? Huh? Sorry, no, no, it's bad. I'm not able to be a firefighter. Your hand in your red hand, eh? Yeah. No, he's able to be an officer to sound firefighter. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I, I, it moved me up one, one no. um, It went really well. Um, you know, there's some things we all joked about different sections, how certain people don't, you know, it's, it's just not their forte. Like, Scott doesn't like to pump. It's a fact. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I can get it done. Um, you know ropes these these knots are like we say they're kind of the basics that we, we have to know and i just don't find myself tying them often so i was like you know what like just to make sure that i i got this i'm gonna tie a couple before i show up and you know just really make sure that i got this because the last time or you know the last thing that you want to do is is uh you know stumble or fail as a group that you're supposed to go and teach so it was really cool to see where where we were as a group and then see how long it's going to take for it to get through from start to finish um on the night of we'll have all of us out at each one of these here stations where for us it took us like a shot three hours yeah but we did all of us at one station and then move on all of us at one station and, then and there was on. a lot of us discussing yeah. how it would look how mm -hmm. it would work what equipment you're going to need what you want to see how it's going to flow yeah. um so on the night of what it's going to be is more like carl show me you can put your pp on i'm not going to teach you how to do it you better you know and, and i'm not gonna say you better know how to do it already because <laughs> yeah. show me how to put it on okay well so there'll be your 
what I, what we like to call in, an instant remedial, possibly. Like, well, Carl, you put your hood on backwards, now you can't see out of it. <laughs> let's try every time. Let's try turning it the other way yeah. so you face out. <laughs> um, those are the sorts of things. Well, okay, if you did that, I'd probably say you failed that. <laughs> but there are certain sections where we'll be able to give you like an instant remedial. Hey, do you remember the, you forgot to do this? Oh, right. So mm-hmm. they'll connect it up. Um, whereas there's some things that are like, yeah, you totally shit the bed. <laughs> Guess it's a yeah, yeah. Like, like you need a full remedial. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're out. Doesn't mean you're not a firefighter yeah. anymore. But now we can plan our practices, especially if everybody's failing the same section. If everybody's not hitting a hydrant correctly, we're not teaching them how to hit hydrant. We're just like, okay, go hit, go show me how you hit a hydrant. Oh, everybody's we're just forgetting to put, you know, the second gate valve on. Everybody's and no one knows how to, you know, just general stuff. And no one's grabbing the clamp. No one. Yeah, no one's grabbing the the, the hose clamp. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, maybe we need to do another hydrant practice to really enforce. It. And, and we always do, but maybe we need to do one sooner. So that's what partial is for as well. And it also gives us um, good paper trail if something does go wrong. Yeah, yeah. these are, these are some of the, these are the skills that guys needed to know. Rob, what do you think of that? Oh yeah, I think it went good, uh, especially as being more on the training side so not being directly involved what we're always teaching and doing that skill sometimes we we don't get enough time to practice it ourselves Mm -hmm. and so it's good to go through officers and training group to go through do each skill and be like okay good i can do that i do remember how to do that um i just wasn't teaching it and not learning it um like I was teach, so I'm gonna be on the uh, PPV, uh, positive pressure ventilation, and uh, basically what I'm gonna get the guys to do is just explain the steps that would happen in doing positive pressure ventilation. You're gonna have a guy at the door checking for heat. He's gonna indicate where the heat is. You're gonna have a nozzle man ready for if there's any fire. They're gonna open the door. You're gonna or you're gonna have. Uh, you're going to have another team on the other side of the building or wherever we're going to be doing the window breaking or the other vent- venting out. You're going to have that communication. When that's ready, you're opening the door, you're venting, uh, you're going to fire up the fan, you're going to position the fan in a way that it is most effective, which is about a door, door and a half width, uh, which we did actually learn. The second fan we have on our uh, second unit is actually a little bit smaller than the Team first fan, so it actually needs to be a little bit further away. Really? Because it is a smaller fan, oh, to create the <coughs> venturi effect around the door, yeah, yeah, yeah. it needs to be further back to, to hit that spot. So we did we did notice that. So that's a good thing. So what my plan is to do is just throw some flagging tape around the, the door to show that it is actually hitting those spots. And yeah, just get them to fire up the fan, put it, position it, talk through the steps. And I think that's important too, is to get the guys to talk through the steps as well, to know that they know what what to do rather than kind of stumble through maybe a bit. But uh, yeah, no, it'll be good. And I like the station setup. We'll kind of do groups of guys at each station. and Two or three, yeah, two or three members. To try and get through everybody in one night. So yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess we can just talk about some of the stations. Yeah. So, um... You want me to go through it, and then no, yeah. you guys can... You yeah, guys no particular can order. Well, might as well go oh, through. Just <laughs> the front. But there's no... Sorry, there's no particular order of why it's... This is a, yeah. the way it is, but... 
So we've got Station 1, PPE and SCBA. So standing, don, turnout coats, <laughs> pants, boots. Standing, don your gloves, hood and helmet. Seated, don your SCBA, check your seal, your PSI, and then make sure you're on air. Right. Now, uh, so I'm, I'm actually running... No I'm, not, no, I'm not running that station. Someone else is... That person was... It's going to be away, so that I may have to run that station. Um, but we were talking about it, and we've also added the um, knee, from the kneeling, uh, applying the SCBA. So over the head method, put it on. So after you've changed your uh, your cylinder out, sometimes, you, like, sometimes you're going to be in a kneeling position. So I want to make sure everyone knew how to do that, because sometimes people flip the tank the wrong way when they put it over, and you know, it's not a hard thing to do, but it is when there's... a. <laughs> You know, like we talked about last week, when there's a blubby possibly about to happen and you want to get your stuff together quickly. So, um, yeah, I mean, super basic. Like, let's put, like, show me you can put your pants on. <laughs> uh, show me you can put your jacket on. Balaclava. Turn our gloves. Um, we do, we had it, we have it on a time limit and we've been kind of playing around with the time limit because we don't make it too strict, but we also don't want to make it too easy. Um, we're not necessarily going to follow, I, I, and I can't remember what the NFPA standard is, but we may not necessarily follow that. We're, we're going to be close. Um, and it's kind of divided up in two sections. So one, we just want to make sure you put all your PPE on, like not your SCBA, just all your your standard PPE. Because there's times when you don't need your SCBA. You're doing, you're doing other things. So PPE goes on, <clears throat> and then the next uh, section is you actually get on the truck. It shows you can don it while, you're, while we're in the truck. We're still, um, you know, our hall still dons PPE or dons SCBA while we drive to the call. Um, I know there's a lot of guys getting away from that um, for whatever reason, whether it's a clean cab, I think it's called the clean cab initiative for the cancer thing or safety for the, you know, when you're driving, that sort of stuff. Okay. We've just found it's, that's what we do. So, and that's what we're going to do until someone tells us not to do it. And so that's one of the, that's one of the scale stations. That's basically it. It's, and each station should take it no more than 10 minutes per, at the very most. Yeah. 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 So station two is hydrant. So positioning your hose correctly, half loop around the hydrant as we do, uh, applying your gate valves, both of them on both sides, flushing the hydrant in a safe direction, and then charging the unchar or charging, uncharging the line with the hose clamp. Yeah. I don't think we can get it. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that pretty... Is, uh, th thank you for explaining that. That is what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I really can't elaborate on Yeah, that. no, that's pretty... And, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that... If it's in order, if you, and if you go in a minor order, hitting mm -hmm. is the easiest thing. But when guys are flustered and they're... You know, and I'm calling this the test. Even just that. I remember I brought it up at the meeting a couple of weeks ago and I posted this on the wall. And guys were already like, oh. they already started like, okay, what am I, I going to do? Like, as soon as you mention exam or test, people get a little stressed, mm -hmm. which is fine. I like, you know, it's good to give an artificial pressure because that's all this is. Nothing, no one's on, nothing's on fire. No one's, no one's dying. Yeah. But we want to still give them a little bit of artificial stress, which is going to be, we call it a test. And they're not on time to do this, but everything has to be with a sense of urgency as it is on a fire ground. And if you do it in order in steps, it's pretty simple. And if you keep it in your mind, like, okay, there's a, that truck has 800 to 1,000 gallons of water. They haven't even started flowing water yet. I got time to set this hydrant up. So as smooth as fast, as they say. 
And that's what you want to be. You want to be smooth. Mm-hmm. So that's really what the hydrant's all about. So then we move <clears> on to hose lines. Uh, inch and a half, flow standing, kneeling, and then prone with good control. And then do the same with the two and a half, and then do a two and a half to a one and a half transition using the breakdown nozzle. All right, so I'm teaching that one. Well, not t- I shouldn't say teaching. I'm invigilating that one, that is, is that the term? I'm watching over that one. So, um, yeah, basically what you said, uh, inch and a half, standing. So I want to make sure they can uh, flow water standing. I want to make sure they can flow water kneeling. We also add this. The slide isn't written in there, but I, I'm adding the, the clamp slide so they, so they can advance the hose. Um, and then... The prone. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the clamp slide I used a lot last week at that fire. Oh, yeah. Because I was on my own. Yeah, I used it to, I used it last week as well. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm getting tired. Wait a minute. Just boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> clamp it. Yeah, it worked great. Uh, the prone is uh, kind of that newer one that um, guys kind of liking more. You, you know, if we fall prone, and it, we were, I was calling it the emergency one, but some guys were using it. I mean, I don't think, I haven't seen anyone using it on fire yet, but. Guys are starting to like it. Mm-hmm. They're really embracing it. Especially when the fire's really rolling. Might have been good on that last week's fire. Yeah, it's too low. <laughs> to like, lay down and yeah. spray the old water. Especially in the, yeah, in the, heat, the heat. You might fall asleep, though. Yeah. <laughs> so standing and prone for inch and a half. Uh, two and a half is actually a little bit different. There is no knee, there's no prone. Yeah. So it's um, standing, kneeling, and then, um, and then the uh, loop. Mm-hmm. So, so standing and kneeling are going to be offensive, more or less. And then... The loop is going to be for those defensive attacks, and then the breakdown nozzle. It's more. That's more of a group one. I want to make sure guys just understand because some people didn't understand. Um, they think they have to shut the truck down, not not shut the whole truck off, but shut down that line to make the make make that breakdown happen. And I just want everyone, every group, to understand. You don't need to do that. So it's more. It's more like a group thing. Hey, just show me how you break down the nozzle as a group. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then we got pump water. Yeah, I'm probably gonna do good at that one. Rob can talk about that since Rob's pumping water. Yeah, yeah, I know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, you want me to explain? Huh? We're gonna do transition from drive to pump safely, select mode and select discharge, and then uh, inch and a half to 120 psi, and then transition from pump to drive safely. So yeah. I think the chief is running that one. Yeah, I, yeah, Bob, worried, Bob's running that. He's worried we're gonna break the truck, so he's might as well. He didn't say that's why, but Bob, that's I'm on to you. You know, so having me explain about pumps, might that that fire last week that uh, on that farm we had, I I had a bit of an oops moment when I put as the pump operator when I put the truck from uh, drive into pump, I. Must have had a brain fart or something, and I put it into neutral, put it into pump, went to go put it, uh, turn it into fourth gear into pump mode, and uh, it did, but something didn't happen, and I went to go take it out, and I put it from road from pump to road, and there was a bit of that grinding noise. I'm like neutral, 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 neutral. <laughs> so I didn't. Uh, it didn't totally grind it. Didn't totally <laughs> grind it terribly, where too many people noticed. Uh, <laughs> threw it, threw it back into pump, put it into in uh, drive or fourth gear pump, and everything seemed to go normally. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so that was my oops on that on that call. 
but yeah, as far as pumping water, I think the the biggest thing is is just making sure guys can get water from the truck to the nozzle. Yeah. Knowing the steps of arriving on scene, parking, the proper procedure to place the truck in the pump and get to the back pump panel, you know, circulate some water through the pump and flow water. It's still something to this day that for me is it's almost like the steps are in German and every time my brain just goes through it I don't understand a word of it and it's really weird but I just I just don't get it every time and that's why I need to go through it over and over and over and over again and just try and break it into steps to do it well even last week uh, end of the night and I you know I, that's one thing I can do is get the water flowing like it's it's when it starts getting into drafting and stuff and I'm like eh. Um, and this this test, like I said, is very easy. It's just we want people to be able to flow water because if if you're on scene and you can get water flowing, someone will come along and assist you in how to get more water in the truck, but get the water out to the people that need it. And uh, I, I'm get up there, turn it on, pulling levers. Yeah, all right, pull the uh, discharge. There's no water going. Out. Oh, tank suction. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I forgot all about the tank suction. I mean. You know, within three seconds, I realize we're not getting water. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, tank section. So, you know, it's, you just got to keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah, and like with Carl being a little bit on, not on edge, but just being nervous about doing the pumping. I think if you breathe and it's not, you know, some sort of major test, it's not a fire scene. Just breathe, think about it what you the steps you need to do to get to that you'll do fine it's when you start getting worked up about it and on a fire scene especially you get worked up about it and the things i need to do and i need to send water this way and that way as long as you can get water from the pump out to one hose you're good from there you can start getting it out to other hoses and makes complete sense yeah i i I must admit i don't think i'll ever get to the point where i'll get worked up about it on a fire scene (laughs) because i'll be in the back of the truck (laughs) <laughs> I won't be driving <laughs> it's, it's just it's just not my cup of tea um, but yeah no I, I get it I get it <laughs> uh, knots what session are we having five, five. yeah uh-huh. so with knots um, we actually had a run through with Matt the other night which was super useful actually it was but he uh didn't teach you guys a couple that are on there. <laughs> well, one. He are, he taught me all of oh, these. Oh, yeah, okay. so we got a couple yeah. guys were like, "Hey, he, Matt taught us all these knots, but I, some of these aren't on here." One well, no, he taught he taught a bunch. Oh, of Oh, there's knots. a few more. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I get that did. part. No, because everyone was like, "Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Let's do this one." And then he yeah. he went and showed. And I'm not saying it's bad. Like it was super helpful yeah. that he did that. It was good. Um, that's his, that's his thing. But yeah, it was like. Oh. So we got the figure eight on a bike figure eight follow through the Walter knot and the Prusik knot yeah so like I said earlier um, they're the ones that run our like so that's what we'd have to do to um, hook up any of our rope systems that we currently use um, basic life safety knots you know figure eight the figure eight family is that is that um, yeah four simple knot four is it? yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. four simple knots um, I didn't want to go too crazy. I mean, it doesn't take too long to tie a knot, so we could have done, like, could have thrown we could have thrown six knots, there, guess, seven but... knots in, eight knots, but then that's more time that 
people are going to spend on doing mm -hmm. knots we don't typically do on the fire ground. Um, yeah. Actually, no, I, I think it comes <laughs> right back down to that. You know, make sure that people know the basics, like drive those home. So in the stress, that's what they're going to fall back on. We could, I don't want to say overcomplicate, but we could stack way more onto this whole test um, and make it more up to speed. But that's not really the point of it. So yeah, just get those those four life safety knots nailed right. down. Um, you know, pumping. Just get just get water out. You know, don't even get water from a hydrant. Don't draft. Just show up. Get water out. This is to make the essentials ingrained in people's minds. So meh. I'd say that's it for that stage. And then we're going to be doing ladders. Uh, station six ladders, raise place lower for both or all three of actually the attic ladder, the roof ladder, and the extension ladder. Yeah, so they, uh, so Grant's running this one. Grant's like, ah, I feel this attic ladder is just uh, too simple. But I think both Ash and I forgot <laughs> about how to close it. <laughs> Opening it's fine. I'm like, Oh, right, the lock. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did too. And you did too. So yeah. all of us forgot the lock. I mean, you know, you forget it for a couple seconds and you're like, oh, right, the attic. Kinda... <laughs> right. <laughs> so, again, that's what the night's about. Like, reminding you of things that you don't think about. Like, oh, yeah, I have the attic ladder. Let's pull that out. And how do we close it again? Yeah, all right. So every year, like, I'm going to remember now. I, I, I'm an idiot. Remember that time, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I was an idiot that one time. That's the only time I was ever an idiot. Um, <laughs> and I forgot how to close the ladder. So those uh, roof and attic are, are solos, and then the um, extension ladder is uh, is uh, is a group or mm -hmm. two or three, depending on depending on size of group, because we really only need to raise and lower it once. Yeah. And then we're going to go into ventilation. So Rob, you already kind of yeah previously said a little bit about this. So we're going to do the place of fan in the correct area. Start and run the fan turn it away from the door until the door is open and then you're going to demo how a team would get ready for entry and explain the order of ventilating no firefighters inside before we turn on the fan right i'm surprised they don't you don't have the wtf acronym in here as well uh, i didn't write that out uh otherwise it would have been wtf man wtf windows and fan absolutely every time um, yeah rob's is one of the few sessions that is uh, not all physical, like all like I mean, it's practical skills. Like it's, you know, we want we want to see we want to see people how how do they start the fan? Like, do they remember to turn it on? Because <laughs> well, I think we had that a fire a few weeks ago. Someone's like, this fan's broken. Click, right. I've done that seven years ago. I did the same thing. This fan's not working. I think I flooded it. So you remembered? Click. That time was an idiot. I didn't yeah. turn it on. So I'm gonna check that first. So I wanted that skill in there. Turning on the fan, making sure it's running, understanding like throttle controls and all that. But then I'm like, well, that's too simple. We need all, we also need to talk about ventilation. But it would be too long to make them do a full um, cycle of ventilation. So it's just they basically, like Rob said, it's a verbal. Yeah. Rob's gonna ask them like. Well, we actually get them to fire up the fan and do it. Yeah. But it's just the fan part is the only physical part. Mm -hmm. And the hopes that maybe they miss explaining something and 
bringing up the question, okay, well, how long do we vent before we actually make entry, right? Or what distance do we have to place mm-hmm. that fan? So, well, How long do we vent before we make entry, Rob? Minimum of 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Which seems yeah. like a lifetime, right? It, it really sure does. We spoke about that before. You try to sit back and count to 30 while you're waiting for that. You're like, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Nope, you got to... And nine times out of ten, when we do actually ventilate on a real fire, we're probably jumping the gun. We're probably way early than 30 seconds. And, and maybe, <laughs> you know, and uh, 30 seconds might be too long, but yeah. we know people are going to jump the gun, so maybe 10 seconds is a, a, what we actually should be doing. The right amount. But we know... If you say 10, it, yeah, <laughs> they're and rolling that's, five. You know, <clears throat> that's why we, you, know, you overdo things, and then we know yeah. it's going to be halftime. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, the other caveat, and maybe it's for bonus marks, not like there's bonus marks in this, but if there's no smoke showing, like when you open the door and there's nothing, you don't need to vent for 30 seconds because there's obviously some, there's obviously another door somewhere and right. it's closed. Mm-hmm. So, and I did bring that yeah. up while with uh, Andrew when he went through yeah. with the officers. I think I brought brought that up. I just said, is there smoke, uh, is there smoke showing? No, okay, well, what could that mean? What was what does that mean? Well, there's no fire, <laughs> or it's in another room. Very light mm-hmm. smoke, so, maybe that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just those kinds of questions that might, um, you know, mm-hmm. you might bring up to. We're, we're to gonna make us. Yeah, we're yeah. We're gonna ask think. more questions just than just in there. We're gonna ask like little like Rob saying like mm-hmm. little just little side questions. There's the basic skill set, but then you discuss further, kind of once you've done the the, the little tick. Like once yeah. once they've made it or, or or not, then you can break it down a little further, because this is going to be a ten to fifteen minute session. A lot of these will be done quickly, yeah. so you can elaborate and then just you know then you can kind of discuss it further. Well, and like with uh, with knots, mm-hmm. uh, like that figure eight follow through, or figure eight with the traces, Matt might say. Uh, mm-hmm. you could bring up well what reason would we use that yeah, yeah. we might be play. using that as rope for our basket structure or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. uh, just those kinds of things to make sure the guys know why we have this not what we're using them for or why we have these specific jobs and why we right. why we use them and uh, as you note one thing we're going to do with the rookies so you know we have three new guys who aren't going to know maybe half this um, we're not going to see them be like, well, you failed. You suck. No, it's going to be like, um, when we get to that stage, I'm going to hopefully, if I remember, I guess I hopefully remind me, I'm going to cross off the ones they wouldn't know because mm-hmm. I know which ones they should know. Um, and those ones, when they get to that station, it may be more of a teaching thing for those 10, 15 minutes. They're going to learn everything in 10, 15 minutes, but it's going to be a very brief overview of how this thing works. And they're still going to learn it in the next year, but it's just something that then they'll at least... Maybe they're not going to be able to do it on a fire ground, but then when, when they watch our guys do it, maybe they'll know, oh, they this is where the fan goes. Oh, yeah. maybe I, they, they need a fan. I think I can bring the fan. He might not know how to do it, but they know the, the tools we need. know that it should be there. Yeah. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we got one of my favorites, forcible entry. We got everybody's favorite. Yep. Breaking shit. Yep. Scott's the first guy I think of when I hear forcible entry over the radio. It's funny. I always think of JP. <laughs> oh, really? me? Always yeah, I think of Scott. Scott, yeah, because just Scott wants to get in there and break stuff. <laughs> on it. Every time, man. Like mm-hmm. he, and he does a really good job of it, too. Um, so we do check, try, 
and obviously make sure that your visor is down. Shock, set, and then with the three commands of hit, drive, and stop, and then gap the door and clear the door. Yeah, so that's my area. Um, we're, we're looking for the big things. We're looking for the command. We're looking for those steps. Make sure that we're following those through. Uh, we're going to be, as they do, if, if we have the right amount of people, obviously if it's a two-man crew, you're not going to have that imaginary nozzle in behind you. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that they speak about that. Um, uh, there'll be a, a person on the door, a person, the, the backup will have the, uh, the axe. Um, and then the sort of bonus points again is once the door opens, worry about the door control so it just doesn't swing open. Also, as they enter, because every time that we, we go and breach a door, you'll just sit there, okay, there's no fire. Now let's make entry. So the first couple steps through, um, make sure that they sound their floor, make, you know, making sure that it's safe to, to advance, talk about why we would be, be uh, doing that, obviously. Um, but the key points is that we're going through those, those steps, those visors are down, so it's safe. Um, you're checking for heat immediately. You're trying before you pry. Um, and then, uh, yeah, your uh, commands, making sure that you're you're following even like when we were doing it it's, it's so easy uh you can hear people uh yeah okay i think that's that's not a command <laughs> right and it's really easy for us to get into that right because we're we're so casual with each other even when we're being aggressive we're still we yeah we just have to make sure that we're drilling in those uh, commands there is and sorry there's a reason why those commands are so like maybe the, maybe you don't want to use that wording hmm. but if you say go Go sounds like no, especially when you're in a mask. Yeah. So, are we going or no? What? Hit drive stop. There's not really no other things that we can make. Yeah. You know, could think of. No stop a stop. Hit drive stop. Okay. Clear commands. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That makes sense. And then we've got uh, the final station of station nine, which is Ritz, the rapid intervention team. So uh, we've got calling mayday uh, with the team you're in, location that you could potentially be in and the situation that has occurred. Um, checking your PSI, loosening straps, uh, identifying URC, and then roll and apply submarine strap and attach drag strap to SCBA. Yeah. Now I think one thing um, we were actually, well, not me, because I was the one that wrote it. <laughs> but, um, some of the guys were getting confused with uh, the other night was um, when it says RIT, they were thinking they're the RIT team coming in. And this doesn't necessarily, this isn't that, because it's a two-person, a three-person team. Um, you're the, you're basically the attack team. Your partner goes down. So your job as a partner is to call the Mayday and then start packaging them. So it's not necessarily the RIT team. You're you're starting the first steps of RIT. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure the guys know how to because maybe maybe or maybe they're both down and then the RIT team doesn't have to come in. But for this skill station, it's you're the partner, and your partner went down. So you call the mayday. So you're doing all the work if you're the partner. You're you're calling the mayday. You're um, checking the PSI. They're 
they're looking for their universe. Um, we just want them to identify where the uh, we read it as a URC, the universal rate connector, for where it goes. Just because some people forget or don't know what that thing. Well, they should know it exists, but they forget where it is. And then we want them to do what we call a submarine strap, which is um, a way to strap your uh, SCBA in so it doesn't ride up and put her helmet off and her mask off. It's, it's a pretty standard one. Um, there's a whole series to do that. Maybe we'll show that one day on our, on our RIT video. No bad idea, though. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, basically the exam. So we this... were sweating our balls off. What is it, you <laughs> Oh yeah, we were. Uh, the cool thing is the chief, uh, you know, Bob was there. Bob, how was Bob? Well, ish. I don't want to. Is Bob? Does Bob care for you? He's like he's like thirty-two. Yeah, he's thirty-two times no. two. <laughs> Adding six. <laughs> Bob's an older fella, and Bob was in a motorcycle crash about two weeks ago. Yeah. And so Bob's like, oh, I don't know, my shoulder hurts from my motorcycle crash, and. He wasn't terribly injured. Too. I know. Yeah, he wasn't like yeah. in the hospital messed up, but he was, you know, he had a sore shoulder and he was a little he like... some bumps and bruises for sure. And he yeah. goes to me at the beginning, he's like, yeah, I don't know if how much I'm going to do. I'm like, okay, well, let's just start, put your gear on. Okay. So we get going and he's like, next thing he's like, okay, I'm good and I'm still going to push it. Um, I, <laughs> he has a shirt I bought him a while ago and it's from Ranger Up and it's, it's an old man. Have you ever seen the shirt? He wears it quite often. It's, it's, awesome. it's, it's his old man picture of an old guy, and it says, "Beware the old man in a world where young men die, or when men die young." Uh, I've seen that. So he always wears. So he had that on. He's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll just whatever. If it kills me, it kills me." <laughs> <laughs> so he started going through it, and then uh, one of our other officers who has an injury, um, he was like, oh, "I don't know. It's my, you know, my, my injuries hurt me," and we're like, "Oh, yeah, we'll just try." And next thing, everybody's playing, feeding off each other, and we're all, and we just went through it. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's not super, f each section isn't super physical, but as a whole, nine stations in one night, like by the end of it, my gear was soaked through. Yeah. I mean, it's hot oh, yeah. right now, but like my <laughs> gear was hot, soaked through. It's hot, muggy, and yeah. you're working, even though these are all basic steps along the way. It felt like brain kept having to transition, like, okay, I'm yeah. in RIT mode now. Okay, now I'm in, uh, now I'm in forceful entry mode. Okay, now I'm in like, okay, okay now I gotta remember my knots, I gotta remember how to pump, it's like. It's pretty cool. And I said to the um, Ash and Bob at the end of the night, I'm like, if we just did this forever, we'd have some pretty good firefighters. More or less. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody, if everybody have a, everybody would have that really good basic skill, we're not doing that because that'd be really boring and we'd lose all our members. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But once a year, yeah, I think it'll work. Yeah. I mean, time will tell once. We're, we're presenting this to, the, uh, to our guys next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a as a sheet checklist, it's pretty thorough, really. I mean, yeah, it's the basics of what we do. And there's a lot of other details that need to be oriented to ensure that you understand the whys and the the what ifs. But as a standardized sheet, this is this is perfect. It's exactly what we needed to start checking mm -hmm. into. Because again, there's things on here as I'm reading it through going, hmm, how would I? Yep, step one, step two. Do I know where that is? You know, and it's not something that I, maybe I'm always in the position to grab. Maybe I'm normally doing one of the other positions. Right. So running through that in my brain of, yeah, well, I remember the training session. I remember those steps. I remember what we're doing. It makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. And it's something that uh, 
you know, obviously we've never done this before like this. Um, so going through it for the first year, we're, I mean, we, we ran through it as a group and we felt it went well. We'll see how it goes as a full group with the department. Um, I mean, this is always things that can change. Everything is able to change. Um, and again, to fall, to fall back on, this isn't something that we open up a manual and says, here, do these steps and you have to do this. This is, we're doing this above and beyond just for the betterment of ourselves <laughs> and our department. It's, uh, um, always strive to be better. And this is something that's, I don't want to say easy because even the easy tasks aren't easy when you stack. Um, so we add these things in like Scott says um, I don't know if it was this week or last week um, you know we haven't added anything new in lately but now this is something that we are adding in so if you can add in new pieces of training new new uh, skill sets or new uh, requirements that you can bring into your department um, yeah so that always strive to be better I wonder if other departments do something similar to this. I wonder if they're they're along those same lines as to <clears throat> they test each other to understand the different points of of what they what they know. Let us know if you do. Uh, we'd love to see your sheets and and how you do it. This is something very new to us um, and a very new process that we're trying to undertake for these bits. But uh, it sounds like it's going to go really well. Yeah, I want to see. I thought the bar boys did this. Yeah. The up once. Maybe not. Maybe I'm mistaken. Mm. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that do it. Maybe not. They just did like a relay right, right, the other day. Right. Yeah, it was like a multi-agency, not multi, multi-department. Um, right. So like all of their... I think they call it their muster. A muster, maybe? Is it a muster? I'm getting mm. confused. I remember seeing that word. Yeah, they have a couple of things. They they do a firefighter muster. Where It, it is kind of that. They have a a bunch of skills that they compete with I think hmm. yeah maybe maybe I'll reach out or maybe he'll listen and just reach out to us <laughs> so once you hear this yeah explain what your guys muster is to me yeah I think it's a good idea I think it's a really good idea I think it's something that we've been missing for a while um, and even going through this now again like I said there's things mm-hmm. on there that I know that before testing comes up I'm going to have to grab one of you <laughs> and mm. run through and get a little bit more knowledge on because again there's just things that mainly the pumping yeah everything else pretty much I'll be okay but mainly the pumping and we've said this before in this room and we've said it to our guys we're always able to pitch in I mean that's the genius thing of having a larger training section is like you say hey you know I wouldn't mind brushing up on my pumping can you do it Yes, because I've seen you do it. So you can make a truck spray water. Actually, I don't know if you actually spray a little yeah, I've seen that. I always make a truck. I did spray yeah. water. Yeah, it just yeah. came, came yeah, out just, the wrong spot. Yeah, it just uh, charged the hose bed. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and we had to allude. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Thanks. Um, was... But, you know, like so that's your, quote, weakest area. Um, and you, you can still deliver water. You just have to figure out which one it has to deliver to. So take away the stress in of trying to beat Scott in a competition. Now it's just <laughs> I just have to do it with only a couple people watching me. Um, 
you know, will you be able to do it? Maybe. Do you want to do it? Prior to, yes. And that's the genius of this is we said, if there's anything that you're not sure about, come and see us prior. And one or all or some will be willing to spend those extra moments um, just to go over some things. So, yeah. You know, and one thing I'd like to, for our guys that are possibly listening, and I might say this on a night out, is to, if you're really good at the skill, try to push yourself. Like, push push something. Like, whether try to pick up the speed, try to be super precise, try to, you know, something like that. Like, again, going back to when uh, when police qualify, some are really good at shooting long distance, so they should push themselves to shoot faster or, you know, more accurate, that sort of stuff. Our guys should be pushing themselves on that night. If, you, if you're mm-hmm. super good at pumping, well, let's see how fast you can, maybe not, like, let's see how quickly you can go through the steps while still keeping everything running smoothly and, you know, because that's one thing you should be doing, pumping your skill set up. You know, let's see how precise you can be with your tools and your hits and, mm-hmm. you know, your communication. That's what they should do. And they shouldn't just be going, eh, I know this one. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Okay, got through it. Yeah, give me my check. Okay, let's move on. Oh, be precise. Yeah, or do something extra. Yeah. 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 I think <clears throat> one thing I want to touch on uh, before we wrap up into the shouts as well is uh, the fact that we now have more... So we have one person that, that kind of... Um, not controls, but is uh, is the kind of the main person, the, the training officer, and yet there are multiple other people in the training group. And having that has been a major advantage to the department because we've been able to do uh, individualized training in the sense of we don't now have 30 members in one training session. We have three different training sessions on every Thursday, all being run by different members of the training team in smaller groups, which allows for more individualized training. And it's way more, uh, it's way more detail oriented because you all get a hand. Whereas where it used to be is you got 30 guys, you may end up getting a watch, mm. maybe half of them do the thing. Um, and you never ended up getting a chance to actually give it a try. So you have to wait then until that came back around to get your go and maybe you still didn't get it then. Um, so now having those, that segmentation, having those three different sessions per mm. week, uh, is is fantastic. Yeah. So maybe maybe just is there anything you guys can add to that? Obviously, being all being members of the the training team. No, I think we've touched on that in multiple episodes before. Just having a larger training team, having those, like you say, individualized groups where you can spend more time with four or five guys rather than. 20 or 30 guys and making sure that everybody actually gets their hands on everything and does those skills. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing I'd say is if you're planning on making a training team and I, and I brought this up before, don't just make it officers. Because mm-hmm. years ago that's what we used to have. We used to, you know, we had the training, training officer and then the officers would teach the course. Well, sometimes officers can be good leaders but they might not be good instructors. Um, so the, we had guys that were maybe they weren't good instructors or, or they had no interest in instructing they didn't like public speaking you know, they they like being captains on on the fire ground and they were you know when they signed up to be a captain they weren't thinking they had to teach so oftentimes it wasn't the best training so what you need to do is if you're making a training section you gotta look at your department and be like yeah these guys are gonna be good 
These guys are good instructors. They're good, you know, they're good speakers. They don't have to be your top guy. I mean, they don't have to be the, so they should be a, one of your top people, but they don't have to be a, uh, a guy that's been in for 20 years. They could be fairly new people, but they're good at teaching and they're good at understanding and good at relaying that message. Um, yeah. And then hopefully one day they may step up into the officer ranks. Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe they'll just stay in the training section. Well, gents, let's go. So uh, we're gonna get into wrap it up there. Actually, yeah. wanna start? Yep. Now I wanna start. <laughs> Chief Miller. <laughs> uh, what do you, what do you usually say? <laughs> For all your Chief Miller needs. He's on everything. Facebook, YouTube. Is he on YouTube? Ooh, I oh. Know. oh. Mm. You know who is on YouTube? Everybody else. <laughs> us, barely. We us. are on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Barely us. We have a couple of videos. We have more videos in the, in the shoot. Facebook. Yeah. 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 Um, he's on Instagram. He's on everywhere, basically. You can, Twitter. Twitter. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He posts things, posts lots of things, has, has lots of content. Um, yeah, like more to be said about Chief Miller. Mm-hmm. If you don't know about him, learn about him <laughs> sure aren't I a great instructor <laughs> I'm going well yep <laughs> this is working <laughs> yeah next up uh, modus <laughs> for all of your rescue tool needs or for some of them at least uh, so they have the uh, uh, snagger tool uh, they've got they have uh, parachutes they don't. Uh, so not all my rescue tools. Not all. Do <laughs> um, you have one of those in your trunk? Uh, no. no. <laughs> in case of you yeah. know the quick base jump that's needed. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, so yeah, snagger tool. Uh, they've got some uh, some wedges, uh, O2 wrench. They've got uh, um, an option for glow in the dark stuff now. Yeah. So kind of want that now. Yeah, you can. Like drop your snagger tool. And like, oh, hey, there it is. And you go to a rave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lose your tools. Yeah. So check those guys out. Really good group there. Doing doing big things in a smaller company. Um, they've extended us a discount for all of our followers. So if you go in there. At the checkout, I think you can enter uh, DTFF5 and it gives you a 5% discount off, which kind of gives you some like custom engraving for free, or um, maybe that's enough to get the glow in the dark add on. But uh, yeah, nice enough that they offered that to us. So check them out. Uh, if you're thinking about it, they says uh, a few guys have jumped on board, grabbed a couple, so that's great. Make sure we keep that up. Motives. Me. Yeah. Rob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, RZ Masks. Uh, our department is outfitted with the RZ Masks. Uh, everybody's got one. Uh, they seem to get pulled out on grass fires here quite a bit. And any other minor fires we might have that mm-hmm. weren't using them. Mop um, up now like a hot dam. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 
check them out, RZ Masks, and we think I think the uh, code for them is public safety, and it's thirty percent. So yeah, a yeah. uh, great deal. Like I said, we've got we bought forty of them mm-hmm. for the department, a couple of spares, and yep, they're out there. They're good. They work. Yeah. Bar. I'm not gonna call them the bar boys. You just did. I just did. (laughs) (laughs) Brotherhood Academy Radio. There are brothers from the other coast. (laughs) From across the pond. Brothers from another coast. (laughs) Maybe lakes. Not from another. They're not from across the pond. Well, they could be. If they had a all the way across, if you go the other way. I'm sure there's a pond in between us and them. There's probably more than one. Anyways. Mm Yeah. Across the My second great stands. wall. Yeah, your point stands. Could be. Yeah. Um, what do they do again? Oh, yeah, they do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they do a podcast much like ours, um, but they talk a little differently. They said chowder for us. They did say chowder. They shouted out chowder. They did. Yeah, a couple yeah. episodes chowder. back. Chowder. It's quite excited. Chowder. Yeah. <laughs> chowder. Oh, I got to think of another New England word for them to say. Are they from New England? <laughs> Maine. They're from Maine. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's There's like 52 right? states. How am I going to remember them all? We only have like, what, 13 provinces? <laughs> yeah. A couple of territories. Yeah. Yeah, we have way less to think of. Remember. It's true enough. Anyways, uh, listen, to, listen to Bar Boys. <laughs> what? Stop the bleed. Oh, right. I'm up. Stop the bleed. Um, this is flowing swimmingly. It's flowing so well. Um, so, yeah, stop the bleed. We've uh, brought it into our training via Scott and Todd. Um, Todd was kind of the mastermind that uh, got it happening. Scott jumped on board right away, and uh, we've been bringing it into the department uh, to a lot of the the groups around here um, in our area, I think, uh, like our youth ambassadors jumped yeah, on board. Yeah. Um, I don't think they jumped on board. We made them jump on board. Yeah, you <laughs> hey, we're teaching you this. this now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. And they took it, so that's good. Yeah. They got sprayed um, with fake blood and they were like, wrecked someone's shirt. It was awesome. Perfect. <laughs> um, so it's bleedingcontrol.org. Check it out. We've, uh, we've, we've spoke about it a bunch before. Um, I'm sure you for the most part you understand what it's about but uh yeah yeah really look into it it's uh um a a lot of departments are um fire and medical uh we aren't so it's just another tool for us to have in the back of our minds Uh, if you ever get into like a mass casualty um multi-person incident you know mass casualty always makes you think of mass shooter (laughs) so you get into any sort of a um you know multi-person incident where you have to stop bleeding it's uh it's a really good tool a really good resource like maybe a propane explode we have a propane cylinder exploding we keep going back to that it's uh yeah if if that thing went could have taken some legs Mm -hmm. yeah done some wiping that's for sure And then we come down to Matt and his calls, which is secondalarm.org. We can have a lot of us talk about Matt. You want to talk about Matt? 
I don't actually know what he does. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best I do it. <laughs> Matt, uh, I, I know what he does. But <laughs> Matt and his amazing calls are trying to raise awareness for um, for volunteer fire departments, mm-hmm. um, getting more firefighters on board. There's a lot of departments around um, that do not get the uh, the throughput and uh, the the members and the applications from new volunteers. Um, British word. What? Throughput. Throughput. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That was like three putt. Three putt. Like a three putt. Yeah. Like a putt putt putt. Kind of true. So. Throughput. But that's what they're doing. That's what Matt's doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, great teams, great bunch of people trying to uh, put more people in your firehall. So help support them however you can. Firefighters, not just people. Not just people. <laughs> Actual firefighters. firefighters yeah. like genuine ones that, that mm-hmm. work. Uh, working firefighters. Your homeless shelter is your fire hall. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly. <laughs> um, this is a terrible foundation. <laughs> this, is, this is the worst. Uh, and then, of course, we have us. Right. Please, if you can, drop us a like. I feel sure we should be on top of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, we're, not, we're not that important. We're not that important. Yeah, like us on iTunes. Drop us a review. Let us know. Let other people know. Mm-hmm. If you drop us, we had a whole bunch of people that have given us reviews on our Facebook pages as well. Uh, we appreciate it all. Like, uh, it's I don't appreciate to... the bad reviews. <laughs> I do not appreciate those. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had Yeah, many. we haven't really had any. I haven't had many. Mm-hmm. But... Um, we're not for everyone. <laughs> but if you're listening still... I still love Apparently we're for you. I... I think we've had any like super negative comments, but I love when people like bust their asses on stuff. Um, I, I always come back to that photo. I think Rob took of us the one night when the, the first fire started. <laughs> well, even the guys in the bar brought it up. <laughs> yeah, we're out there ready to kick ass with our shorts and flipping floppies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we were just out looking at it. We we couldn't get to it or ever, right? But yeah. so, um. I sure hope you're not getting after it in those shorts. <laughs> like, ah, yes. Because, like, we're all smart asses. We would have said the same, Fuck. same thing. Fuck. So, keep that up, too. I mean, keep us in check. If you hear us say something that you may think is wrong, <laughs> say it. What up, man? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear. Tag us in all of your training stuff, too. If, you, uh, if you're out there doing stuff, tag us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And for those of you that don't know, we are also on YouTube. We do have uh, all of the content on the Facebook page, but it's also going on to the, uh, the YouTube page. Both of them are going to be uh, very much with the videos, uh, especially after September. We're going to get a lot yeah. more of the content we've got planned going up then. So, yeah, subscribe, take a look. We've had a few more recent subscribers um, to the YouTube page. So, yeah, get on that. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone's knackered. It's a late night. Nah. <coughs> Boys, I should an episode on British terms. Slang. British yeah. slang. What? Let's do a whole episode on that. On British terms? Yeah. Mm. <coughs> Nobody would understand it. I know, it'd be awesome. Not even yeah, you. Great. Yeah. No, no, you would. Especially not us. No. <laughs> and you would. No. It'd be fair dingham. What fair dingham? That's Aussie. That's Aussie. That's the same thing. What if I said that's blinding? A budget catcher. Blinding. Blinding. That's blinding. Blinding? Well, uh, just, sounds bad. It's not good. Really? Yeah. This is this is my point. It's blinding. Well, it's blinding. I wouldn't want to be blinded. Blind then. Yeah. You get your eyes poked out. Blindingly good. 
blinded. No. That's yeah. not good. Fact. Blinded. Why are you so, it's it's so, so good, good I can't it's see. It's so good I can't even look. It's blinded. What no? would you reference? I, I think it's that? so terrifying that I just got my eyes poked that out. That chick's look like she, she is blinded. Right. Yeah. Mm. And this is why we can't have a full episode on it. <laughs> We're not doing Carlisms. We're not doing it. <laughs> we can. We could, but we shouldn't. We could just spin off like Carlisms, Ashisms. <laughs> go around the thing. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. <laughs> go, 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 go. Mine. <laughs> you, uh, it, Where are we? If are it we was Ashes, I'd be pissed. <laughs> Other people are adopting it. It's true. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is this episode over? No, no it's not still recording. <laughs> and we're wrapping up. Ash. Thanks, guys. Rob. Good night. Scott. Good night. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay in the TFF.